Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Untamed Life podcast. Today, we are digging into another favorite topic of mine. I say that every week, don't I, you guys? But seriously, I am um, I'm in Sedona right now. And so I'm in Sedona. I'm running a live event this week with my husband. We're here to work with an intimate uh, group of people who like to do things different. So being here has inspired and prompted this entire podcast. So today we are talking about the seasons of life, the four seasons, I'm going to dig into four, but there are many uh, iterations within those four seasons, but we're going to unpack those main four and how, when you know your season, you automatically know your game plan. You automatically start to understand your strategy, your approach, how to move through the season. So I want to just say that, you know, by the end of this podcast, I want to remind us all that to everything, there is a season, a time and a purpose under heaven. That's from the book of Ecclesiastes, but it's such a beautiful passage to everything. There is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven under the heavenly realms, right? So just as businesses, a lot of you listening are high performers, high achievers, you know, top producers in your industry or field, you know, that term high performance alone, you know, generally like top 1%, right? Like, you know how to make things happen. So if you're listening, my guess is you understand business cycles and business rhythms really, really well. And the people that I work with, you know, are pretty tuned into this. They have done the work, the studying, hired the coaches, gone to the events where they have understood what are the cycles and rhythms to a business venture, right? And so we have this like understanding there and we're able to adapt and execute and, you know, implement and shift things around accordingly. But so does our personal life, right? Our businesses have cycles and seasons. And that means that our personal life, so does everything under heaven, our inner man, our inner woman goes through seasons as we evolve and transform throughout our entire lives. You've heard me say this before, but that simple concept, like that word of transforming means to move beyond the current form. You're literally changing shape. You're changing the form of what it is. And, you know, if everything on the outside is a reflection of everything on the inside, as we know to be true, it's a reflection of our inner self, our inner desires, the inner shape of our inner woman or man, then it's only you know, natural that our relationships 
on the outside will also have seasons, right? As our relationship with ourself changes, evolves, transforms, or doesn't, then relationships have seasons. Intimate partnership, relationships, marriages have seasons. You know, people that come into our life, friendships, our relationships with our children have seasons. We know this, right? Like it's a different dynamic when they're babies versus when they're 30-year-old adults. And here's the thing, a lot of people get tripped up. When we can see the physical change, it's easier to grasp that we are moving through the season. So it's easy to get our head around logistically, right? Logically, that, oh, of course I go through different seasons with my child. Of course I go through different seasons, maybe with the business or whatever. There's a physical, tangible thing. And yet there's some things that don't seem as tangible because we're so close to them. And so that's what really, you know, today is about, you know, tuning in and checking in with ourselves to, to ask ourselves, you know, what season are we in right now in this season of life? What are we in preparation for? What season were we in last that prepared us for this season? Where are we being called to? And, you know, this is so important because we get this, as I mentioned, we get this when it comes to business, we get it when it comes to our kids, But a lot of high performers, a lot of high achievers, a lot of people that I know and meet, including myself, have really, like, we really fight, we resist, we push against the natural flow, rhythm, cycles of life itself anytime, anytime that it's not on our timeline. Okay, so I want to make that little caveat right there because we love change. Of course, we love transformation. We're all about growing, evolving, you know, pushing to the next level or expanding and expansion as long as we're in the driver's seat, as long as it comes on our timeline. timeline. We initiate it when we're ready for it, when we want it, right? And it's all cool, We're all up for the challenge as long as we opted in for the race. (laughs) Let me know if this lands from you. We're all cool with saying, yes, I'm going to go for that. I'm going to challenge myself in this obstacle, whether it's a race, right? You're all for the Ironman as long as it was your idea to go and endure the training process, right? The refining process, everything that had to be upgraded in order for you to be the man or woman who can complete that race and not die at the end. (laughs) Obviously, that is an extreme example, but I would assume that many of you listening have done a lot of athletic feats where it's great as long as I'm the one who signs up. See, the problem for many of us really comes when um, I did not sign up for this. I did not ask for this right now, or we don't think we did. Subconsciously, we did. Our heart, our soul asked for it. God said, okay, you're ready for it, right? I'm calling you into a new season. And we resist. And so what we know is what we resist persists, right? If we could trying to do and be what we've always done and always been, we will continue to be extremely frustrated, extremely dissatisfied, potentially become cynical and hardened in the process. And I want to talk about this because, you know, there's a, there's a couple things and I'm going to share my Sedona story in a minute, but, you know, we keep trying to do 
what's always worked. It's easy for us if we're opting in and we're saying, okay, I'm signing up to expand the business. I'm going to hire a coach. I'm going to get wise counsel. I'm going to build the team. And we start looking and knowing that, okay, what I've always done is no longer working. It's time for me to upgrade. It's time for me to explore what else is possible. Yet when many of us are hitting the wall in a season, unknowingly, subconsciously, because we're not tuned in, right? Because it's maybe not as tangible then we start relying on a lot of things. We start leaning back on what used to work, right? Thinking of health, right? If we're hitting a wall, resistance, push, 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 and we're not getting results, we're plateauing, things are taking longer, they're harder, I'm gonna come back to this later. Then, you know, a lot of times we're just, trying to go back to who we used to be. You know, when we were 20 or 30, that worked for our body. We're trying to implement old systems at home, old ways of doing things. You know, even when people are searching their heart, they're doing spiritual work to grow and expand and deepen their spiritual practice. Like they're going back to maybe what they were taught or, you know, what they were exposed to, whether it was at church or something else. And they're like, "Mm, I don't know, there's something like, it's not doing it for me, right? And there's a reason why. You're in a new season. What worked then is not going to work now. And it's not going to work for this season. You're being called into, you're being called to stretch, expand, and grow. And that means shedding the past to create space for the new systems, new operating systems, new identity, new structure, right? New rhythms, new rituals, new flow. So I want, I want to say that because I know all of you listening, we love our growth. We love our evolution. It's in our blood. It's all good. Until we're the ones who said, um, I didn't opt in for this process right now. I'm not ready. And the process itself becomes a pain in the you know what. <laughs> so here's a story. I'm in Sedona right now. It's so beautiful. And again, thank you for bearing with me with the audio today because I don't have my mic and my usual setup but I have a beautiful view. So that's cool. Um, but I was outside and I was like, man, I was about, it was about a a year, just over a year ago that I was here. And I'm at this beautiful Airbnb overlooking the Sedona golf course. I can actually see the red rocks out my window. And I remember last year when I came here, I was, I can hardly recognize the woman. I was outside for a walk. I was standing on the grass and I was like, man, A year ago, I was here standing on the same grass, looking at these same rocks, and I was in such turmoil. (laughs) I was such a different woman. What I was thinking, what I was feeling, the decisions I was trying to process or processing at the time or feeling like I had to make, I mean, everything, everything is so radically different. And I remember coming here at the start of COVID or shortly after that, because I, A, I wanted to be where there was freedom to walk around, you know, hike, do things. So I came here to break out of like being locked in the cold, dark, you know, lockdown. I wanted space. I wanted light. I also knew that I was in a transition period where I was being called to make decisions about my old business. So I thought I was going to come here and like create and bang out all this content and like, you know, create, create, create. I thought I was coming here to get things done. I thought I was coming here to create and produce. I thought I was coming here for one thing. And God had a very different plan for me coming here. What was supposed to originally be a five-day trip turned into a month-long trip because I kept extending my stay. I got here and again, I came full of fire and I did my usual things. You know, I started working out. I started pushing my body. Like I was working out, running, 
hours and hours long hikes every day. I had all my equipment here to record and do things. And it was wild because all that I kept feeling and experiencing was like, shh, be still, be quiet, rest. Now is not the time to create. Now is not the time to produce. Now is not the time to make those decisions. And I was so restless initially. (laughs) I was not okay with this. I was not okay with this. I'm just going to tell you right now, I was not okay with it. I kept forcing it. I kept resisting it. I kept trying to, you know, push my way through it, discipline myself more, focus more. Like it was really a lot of resistance, but it was so necessary. I was really being called to be still, to rest, to go within, to get out of my head, to start to tune into what my heart really desired in this season of my life, what was no longer in alignment for me. It was a season of shedding my old business identity. At that time, you know, I was in the process of right before COVID, I was considering selling my bricks and mortar business, selling the commercial real estate that I had just purchased and built out not long before that, and really fully going all in, in my high performance, like soul, spiritual mentoring practice and building this new brand and everything. And I was trying to do both unsuccessfully at the level that I wanted because I felt like my heart was being torn in two places. And so I was sort of in the midst of this identity upgrade, but I was not willing to let go of everything that I had built yet. Right. And I was like, kind of like had my hands in that pie and trying to figure out how to make it keep going while also fully being a yes to this new thing that I knew God was calling me into, but I had no idea what it was going to look like. Like I had some components, but it was still very raw. It needed to be fleshed out. And isn't that the way it is, right? We don't like to move forward unless we're crystal clear on like, show me the map, man. I want to know where I'm going. I want to know what the game plan is. And that was not how it was going to go. I had to be okay with like shedding, shedding, shedding so many layers of my old identity. And I'm going to tell you along with that shedding, shedding, shedding so much judgment, (laughs) judgment from what I thought I should be doing, what I thought other people thought I should be doing. It was in that season. I also got so much, I witnessed so much external judgment coming at me through messages, through emails, close family members, like It felt like it was a season where I was getting it from every angle, people questioning me, people doubting me, people saying, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Like you're losing your mind, whatever it is. Right. And the reality was that that was just an outward reflection of what was going on internally, because that is exactly how I felt. I was like, girl, woman, get it together. Let's go. What are you doing? What are you thinking? Like at a subconscious level, that was what I was processing through. And energetically, that was what I was feeling, right? There was a lot of just disorientation and tug of war at the same time. So I needed to shed. I was shedding a lot of this expectation, old ideas of what I thought I was, you know, being called to, I'd built up a name, a brand, 10 years, right, of clientele, lists, whatever, content, products, and yet I was being pulled in a different direction. And so 
there was a lot of shedding. Another thing that got shed during that time was, again, I came from a high performance world. I came from an athletic world. I was an athlete. I am an athlete today, but I was very used to training my body certain ways. My fitness and health routine looked very much a certain way. And I remember as I came out here, I started with my old ways, but I really felt this call to begin something that I call now the energy lab. And it was more, it was not so much about what does your body, like it's not about get up, work out. It was no longer about that because my body started to hurt like all the time. I was in pain. Like I'd try to run, I couldn't run. And I was so frustrated. I would try to push through it. And then I couldn't run or, you know, the hikes became uncomfortable. I would try to do push-ups. My shoulders wouldn't have it. And I was like, what is going on? I'm like, I'm in my forties. I'm way too young to be having these breakdowns, but my body kept giving me all this feedback that it was time to shed the old workout routines, the old rituals, the old high-performance rituals. And I was being called to expand and multiply energy, 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 mental energy, mental bandwidth, emotional energy, emotional bandwidth, physical energy, physical bandwidth, spiritual bandwidth. So that meant that I had to approach my health, my fitness, my body completely different than I had in the past. Cause it wasn't just about looking good, running fast, winning the race, right. Being quote unquote, top of my game from the outside. It was really having the energy and capacity to recover fully show up every day and have the capacity to hold this upgrade. And I want to say this because it's so key that a lot of people, when they're transitioning or they're going through a season of life, they start pushing their body in all the old ways in order, in an attempt to try to get capacity to handle what they're going through. And their body cannot keep up, they're breaking down, and it's not sustainable. So I was upgrading that, right? And so there was a lot of things. I was feeling super frustrated, right? Because I wasn't witnessing external results. I wasn't moving like I wanted to. I was getting a lot of resistance from every area. And I felt like I was in this black, dark (laughs) void. And I called up the womb. Some of you may, you know, when you hear me talk, it feels like you're sort of just in a womb. And at first I fight, I fought, I fought, I fought. And then finally I just surrendered. And I didn't surrender to say I'm giving up forget it. I just surrendered to the process. And I went into what I call the womb of winter, right? I allowed myself to be still. I finally put my stubbornness away, right? I would say I'm a warrior personality, right? I knew it was time to play a new game. I knew it was time to become a different type of warrior. I knew it was time to fight differently, different, love different. So I had to put down my sword, put down my identity, put down my ways and say, okay, teach me, teach me. What do I need to know? Who do I get to become? What new practices, what new skills? I just going to be quiet and observe and get in the practice. You guys, I was in full on winter. I was in full on winter. And that was the start of winter. That was April, um, you know, of 2020, I think, right? April of 2020. And that winter lasted a good like four to six months for me. And for some people, that winter can last years, (laughs) years, right? Some people move through it faster. I was a fighter. I resisted for a while, and then I just deeply surrendered to the process. So I want to jump into what, what are these seasons of life? You know, but the whole point there is when I say to you, I was going through winter in terms of my identity, my personal life, my inner woman, 
in winter, it seems as if not a lot is going on at all. Everything feels barren, right? You're looking around, you guys. I live in Canada part of the time and Omaha part of the time. And winter there is barren. You look around, there's not a lot of life going on on the outside. You know, not a lot of things are flourishing except for the evergreens. The trees look dead. A lot of things appear to be dead. It's sort of stark. It's quiet, right? There's a lot more rest, a lot more darkness, a lot more recovery, not in a bad way, but just stillness. There's a beautiful, magical stillness and presence to winter that is so calming. I love skiing in the mountains. I'm a big downhill skier. I love the power and stillness of the mountains in winter. It is just like overtaking your soul. You know, it's so majestic. And there's a lot of surrender that's required (laughs) when you are downhill skiing in winter on a mountain, right? You're present. You got to be fully present in your body. There's so much letting go and just enjoying the ride, finding your breath, finding your rhythm, finding your flow and letting the mountain just sort of take you right as you relax. So I use a lot of these analogies because for winter, a lot of people, you know, we don't like winter. (laughs) We like to see things blooming, things producing. We don't like the stillness. We don't like the quietness. We don't like the fact that things don't seem to be moving, expanding as fast as we like them to be. And so this is where we can really get stuck and feel like we're failing. Something's wrong. We don't see the external manifestation of what's happening below the scene. But winter is this beautiful time of deep nourishment, right? Think of a tree in winter again. It's like there's so much happening way below the surface, deep in the roots where you are being nourished. You are being infused with new life. Things are being planted behind the scenes. And in winter, a lot is happening behind the scenes to orchestrate what's coming in the new season for you. And I want to say this because in winter, there was so much being orchestrated on my behalf right? By the universal intelligence that God has created. He was reorganizing, restructuring ideas, visions, support systems, right? Like everything, like my whole brand, the podcast, upgraded clientele, like the new rhythm and lifestyle that I would have, like the way I would work, who I would work with. It was all being reorganized and reorchestrated behind the scenes. And all that was required of me was to be still and become an observer and allow myself to be nourished and expand, expand in new ways. So um, winter can feel like that, right? Those are just some elements of winter. And there's times where it feels like we're in winter in our relationships, in our partnership. It feels barren. There's not a lot of love or life or excitement. Things are just really quiet, unexciting maybe. And we could feel the dynamic of our relationship is shifting. And I think this is where a lot of times when people feel winter, we run, right? We run away. We're like, there's something wrong. We've lost the love. I've lost the passion. That's it. I've lost the drive. There's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with us rather than leaning in. And and this takes a lot of awareness. I believe a lot of spiritual maturity, a lot of just being able to relax in the process. I'm talking a lot about winter because 
winter is where a lot is happening behind the scenes. And I believe it's the hardest place for us to, to actually be quote unquote, okay with. We try to push through it. And this is where our suffering comes from, right? Our suffering comes when we are fighting the timing. Winter will show up in our personal life if we're being called to, you know, become an upgraded version of ourselves or become more of the man, the woman God has created us to be. He says, okay, you were ready. I was preparing you. It's time. Let's go. It's like the season of refinement. I call it the fire of refinement. Usually happens in winter, um, a little bit of spring, but you know, we don't like the timing. So we fight the timing. We say, God, not now, not yet. I'm not ready. I don't want it now. I I just, you know, I'm going to hold off and we try to push it away. We do this with our kids, right? A lot of times when kids are becoming teens, young adults, moving away, we're resisting the time. we're like, no, no, we're trying to hold on to them. We're trying to hold on to what used to be, but it can't be that anymore. It's time for the dynamic to shift. And we fight the timing or we fight it by rushing it. And I'm going to raise my hand on this because I have traditionally been very familiar with not waiting for things, right? Like I man, like I can physically make things happen really quickly. Usually when I'm become, I get very clear, have a lot of energy behind it. And so it's easy for things to manifest in my life because of that, that powerful clarity and energy around it. And I take action fast way before I usually figure out how, and yet I'm also, the flip side of that is I can become very impatient and try to, and rush the process. And when I'm forcing or rushing the process, it's like standing over a garden being like, grow, 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 produce, produce, produce. Or you just hired a new team and you're like, produce, produce, produce. You haven't planted any seeds to train them properly, to show them the ropes, right? To get to understand how do they work best? What's their, you know, core genius? What are their strengths? Like none of that. We're just like, get in there, go produce. It's not the way nature works. It's not the way things come together for optimal flow, optimal performance sustainably. We can push things to produce under pressure for sure. We can force out a tomato and spray it and make it red. We've talked about it in one of my previous episodes, but when you force timing, you will never get the delicious results that that beauty, the full essence of what it is that you wanted to create and the full enjoyment because you will shortcut the process. So suffering comes from timing, not respecting the natural timing of the universal order of things, right? The natural flows. It comes from not accepting the timing and season of our life that we're being called into. Suffering also comes from expectations of what it should look like, right? I had very clear, like I had expectations <laughs> of what I should be, you know, doing, what it should look like in that season of my life, what I, you know, what the work should look like and what my body should look like, what my relationship with my teenage son should look like. And when we're shooting all over ourselves, you know, especially around expectations of how it should look in the process, that's a rough road. That's a rough road. I truly believe only God knows the the how, like what it will look like in the process of refinement, because we are literally being refined under pressure, like this fine diamond, right? Like a fine athlete. And sometimes it looks like a hot mess, right? It often looks like a hot mess in the process. Not at all what we thought it was going to look like. We suffer because we are holding on. So where are you holding on 
to, and we talked about this, old ways of doing things because it's always worked that way. I was talking to a client not long ago, I was talking about, you know, I got to get back to time blocking the way I used to, or I got to go back to doing this and back to doing that. And yet, no matter how hard he tries to implement it or was trying to implement it, it would never work. And I was like, yo, is it time? <laughs> is it time for a new rhythm? a new ritual of how your flow looks like, what your flow looks like during the day. I know that used to work for you, but it doesn't seem to be working for you anymore. And every time you try to implement it, there's so much resistance around it, but we're trying to hold on to old ways, old things, old stuff, old teammates, old people on our team, old, you know, anything, friends, circles, um, in our life, you know, old stuff and especially old relationship dynamics, old identities, because a lot of people that are listening here, you know, you can do what you do in your sleep. You are so well known for what you do. You are the expert. You are the top producer in your field. And it's like so much of our identity becomes ingrained in that. That when we are being called to stretch and to expand and to step into a new season, we're very resistant to letting go of that, that identity. That's like, um, you're the king pin over there, right? You're the queen pin over there. I'm like, you can do that in, in, in with your eyes closed. And you're like, okay, I want this new life, but I'm not willing to let go of the identity and what everybody knows me as over there. And that my loves is going to keep you stuck in the suffering. And along with that comes two things, judgment, we, we are, our suffering comes from the judgment. And I would touched on that, you know, the judgment of what will others think if I slow down, if I step away, if we, we work through this differently, like what will others think of us, of me, of my parenting of, of whatever. So we don't, we, you know, we're just still in that energy of like, what will people think? What will people think of me? I'm not measuring up right now. I'm not keeping up. I'm not performing at the level I used to. I'm not, you know, our relationship doesn't look the way I want it to be. And we're in this judgment and comparison, but really we are judging ourselves. We are judging ourselves that we are not measuring up. We are comparing ourselves. We're looking at somebody else that's in, um, in summer or spring. And we're like, look at them. They're producing, they're flourishing, they're kicking butt, but we, we forget to realize or what we fail to understand is that they just went through winter. They were just come, they just came out of winter, right? They're in the rebirth, but you're going in winter, or maybe you're in the rebirth and someone else is in winter and you're not honoring their winter. So what are the, what are the seasons, right? Obviously I'm going through the seasons of just like there's the seasons of, of, you know, fall, winter, spring, and summer. And within that, we can call them many things, right? There's seasons for different things. For me, when I think of the seasons, often I, I think of like the, the seasons of the elements, right? Is it spring? Are things blooming now, right? I'm starting to see the fruits of my labor. I'm starting to see the new buds, the new ideas, the new desires. These things are starting to pop up. I'm not quite used to how to integrate them yet into my life. I'm not sure what it looks like yet, but I could see things starting to bloom that, you know, there's a lot of excitement in spring. There's a lot of new life coming. There's a lot of, you know, curiosity and wonder because there's a lot of new things, right. Being expressed. 
There's new expression. There's new things that we're witnessing. There's new experiences. We're not quite sure how the pieces fit together. Maybe it looks a little chaotic in the beginning, right? A little bit chaotic, but things are starting to come up and out and they're starting to form order. In summer, it's like full bloom, baby. Your identity is like, you know who you are. You're like, oh yeah, of course. I know this. I know this. I know who I am, right? In summer, things are blooming. Things are flourishing. You are producing, right? It's like game time. So again, the winter is like that recovery season. If you're an athlete and we're talking about athletes here, right? Winter is like, okay, I'm, I, it's quiet time. I'm really doing my body protocols to restore, to recover. I'm not training hard. It's foundational work, right? In spring, it's spring training. We're going through the drills. We're going through the practices. We're playing, you know, games, but they're not the big league games, right? We're, we're playing games. We're practicing. We're prepping. We're, we're doing the new body work. We're doing the new recovery protocols. There's more activity happening. We're exploring, right? There's wonder, there's curiosity, there's an up-leveling of skills, not foundational training anymore. And then we're getting into game time, right? There's game season, not quite the playoffs yet, right? It's game time, but we're there and we're playing games and we're showing up every week and we're fully in it. We're fully in it, right? And then there's the harvest, right? There's the fall. It's like, all right, here we go. There's like usually like that big playoff, right? There's that big playoff season, the big playoff game, like the big, you know, this is what we were working for the whole time, the big production, right? And then there comes a season of fall where things start to shift and change. Again, there's a huge harvest, right? And things start to shift. I usually call this like, this is when we usually start to feel like, right, it's time. Things are, we've seen the fruits of our labor, right? We've enjoyed the fruits of our labor. It's been beautiful. And now I'm being called, called into a new winter, called to set things down and to go within again. So I'm obviously there's a lot more to this, but for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to end it there. I want to encourage you that just, you know, tune into what season are you in? Where are you feeling the resistance in your life, right? How do you know what season you're in? I just explained some things, but tune in. We move through these seasons, first of all, by recognizing there are seasons of life for everything, for everything under the heavens. There's a season. There's a season to your marriage. There's a season to your relationship. There's a season to your love life. There's a season to your body, your health, your wellness to upgrade. And I believe that, I mean, I stand for longevity and vitality. And I mean, I, I remember running the Big Sur Marathon one year. I know I deviated a little bit, but I remember running the Big Sur Marathon one year and there was a category for over 80 over 80, right? So there was like 80 year olds, 85 year olds running this marathon in Big Sur, which is like massively hilly. (laughs) There's a two mile uphill run, beautiful along the coastline. And I know people that are in their fifties and sixties that are already checking out with all these excuses that their body's broken, you know, they're getting older and they have resigned to the fact that that season is over for them. So let's be clear here. I believe that your body is designed to continue to be strong, to show up, to play, to explore. But the how you show up in that season with your body is different, 
right? You, if you keep doing or have the expectations that it's always got to look a certain way and that you always have to train a certain way, you're going to be let down. But what does it look like in this season for you based on what the desires are in your heart? Personally, I know I'm going to be that 80-year-old, that 90-year-old that is still skiing, playing outside in the snow, right? Like do riding her bike, swimming in the ocean, whatever. That's just what excites me. I'm all about longevity, vitality, but I know it's going to look different and I'm going to have to have a different relationship with my body and I have to learn how to use energy and multiply energy, nourish myself so that I can maintain, sustain, and expand my energy for that season of life. So we move through it by number one, be raw, be real. If it's not working for you anymore, that means if it's painful, if it takes way more of your energy to move through it, if it is super hard and you're getting resistance and friction from every corner, if you're restless, plateauing, hitting the wall, those are signs. Those are signs that it's no longer working the way you used to do it. Doesn't mean stop. Doesn't mean, you know, don't, don't try to be healthy anymore and just succumb and start eating crap. It doesn't mean, oh, it's time to escape the relationship. It might be time to change and upgrade your relationship dynamic. I always, you know, a lot of times I get this question is like, should I leave this relationship or should I stay or should I go? I'm like, this specific relationship has nothing to do with it. It is probably definitely time to kill the old relationship dynamic, <laughs> to shed some things, some identities, some patterns and to embody a new relationship. It might be with this person, right? It might be someone else. But the reality is we go through many iterations of a relationship. We go through many iterations of a relationship with our body, our relationship with our husband, wife, partner. You know, And we focus so much on the external thing instead of the internal work definition of what it means in this season of life to show up at that level. So we tune in, we be raw, we real, we check in with the signs. If it's harder than it needs to be, if everything is taking way more of your energy, it's time to stop, slow down, might be time to head into some winter, some deep recovery, some deep trust, some introspection, some inner work, some deep nourishment, right? Trust the timing. That's number two. Number one was tune in. Number two is trust the timing. If it's showing up right now, it's showing up for you on purpose, for a purpose. So stop fighting the timing, the natural timing, the natural order, the natural process. Trust the timing, stop fighting it. Number three, trust the process. We resist and fight the natural process, the natural flow. And whenever we do that, things become painfully hard, right? Painful to move forward. We move forward, but everything feels broken, right? It's like the body out of alignment trying to run. We can run, we can push, we can give our, we can take pills to numb down, you know, numb it out, but everything feels harder. So trust the process that you're going through. Last episode or two episodes ago, when I talked about, I think it was last episode, when I talked about redefining failure, you know, every time we miss the mark or we're seeing, oh, this isn't working, let me refine my focus. Let me slow down and see where my I was out of focus, where I was unclear and tune into where I'm being called, what the desires are right now. So I can refine my clarity, my focus, and redirect my energy towards what matters most right now. So as we trust the process, we're letting go. We're learning to release with grace. And by the way, men, yeah, 
you can be graceful and powerful. When I think of a lion or I visualize a lion is extremely powerful and yet graceful in his movements, right? We can be shutting, releasing, and letting go without kicking and screaming and fighting like a three-year-old, <laughs> right? Without having to have a boxing match all the time. We can learn to relax, let go, and train our bodies, train our nervous system, train our mind, train our spirit to relax and obey, obey the heart, obey God, right? Just be in the season that we're in without expectation, without judgment, without fighting. And I just want to say that this takes a lot of awareness. It takes a lot of self-awareness. It takes a lot of awareness of our environments, of what we're actually witnessing. It takes a lot of understanding, you know, understanding ourselves and tuning into what we're being called to and a lot of anchoring. So this is where I'm now always come back to this, but if you don't have something to anchor yourself to, as you're going through these transitions, shifting seasons in life, it's going to be really unsettling. You're going to just doubt who you are, doubt what your purpose is, you know, doubt what your meaning is. And this is where I see a lot of identity crises taking place. When your identity is anchored to who you are at work, your business identity or your relationship identity or how much money is in your bank account or how many businesses you run or you, how many homes you have, how many vacation homes, whatever your identity is rooted in, the minute you go through a season that rattles and shifts and wants to transform your identity, you are going to have a crisis. It's going to feel like a crisis. If you are anchored in who you really are as your inner man, your inner woman, right? What anchors you? For me, it is my relationship with God, the woman that he created me to be, a deep understanding of that relationship. And that's what I keep coming back to as I move through these seasons is who am I? Who are you, God? Who are you, God? Who am I in relation to you? And how are you leading me in this season? How are you leading me? How are you calling me to move forward? How are you calling me to speak, to teach, to show up, whatever in this season? And when we start making it about me, 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 and we start saying, God, where are you? Who are you? Where are you going? Where are you leading me? We It's so much easier to surrender, submit to the greater purpose, the greater mission, right? The greater plan for our life where we're being called and to be led because a lot of our resistance comes from when we don't know where we're going and we're not willing to be led, we're just sitting there freaking out that we should know the way, we should know what we're doing, we should know exactly what's happening. And I do believe at our core, we are designed to be leaders, yes, and leaders who are led by someone so much greater than ourselves. And to me, that is God. God, our father, everlasting father, you know, the mighty counselor, the creator of all that was, all that is, all that will ever be, the one who knows every single thing about us and has already orchestrated and supports us, you know, divine support, the one who clears the paths, right? The one who gives us supernatural strength, abilities, mission, 
in this world, like we're here on mission. (laughs) You're here on a mission, on purpose, for a purpose other than just collecting homes, cash, and drinking wine. Like, I believe that you are here for something so much more. So I will leave you with this as we sign off for today. I want to read this passage from the book of Ecclesiastes. I read it at the beginning, and I want to finish our podcast today with this. To everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. There is a time to be born and a time to die. There is a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. There is a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There's a time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. There is a time to love, a time of war and a time of peace. And I want to say this last thing from verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its own time. He has put eternity in our hearts, except no one can find out the timing, the order of what what God does from beginning to end. So that is a, a modified version of that verse. It is so beautiful and powerful and a great reminder that we can hold space for many things and many seasons in our life. And this is why I say, when you know the season that you are in, you know your game plan. Because sometimes your strategy, your game plan is to be bold and speak up and move forward, you know, boldly, courageously. And sometimes it's to be quiet, to shut up, sit down and be still. Sometimes the game plan is, you know, to create structure and to be the leader. And sometimes it's to be still and be led. Sometimes it's to, you know, like to lead the pack and and go. And sometimes it's not. So I just want to say that, you know, as we sign off today, I want to leave you with those thoughts. What we resist will persist. This season is always preparation for our upcoming season. And what you do today matters because you create in the now. So I invite you to consider the question, what season am I in? What season am I called to move into? This is preparation for that season. And therefore, how do I not only enjoy the season I'm in, but optimize it as well instead of fight it? All right, with that, I will leave you with last final invitation, you guys. I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. I invite you to head on over to the Warriors of the Heart Facebook group on Facebook. Um, I pop in there with free trainings, you know, free, free tools and resources for you guys. There's a lot of conversation that gets had about these podcasts. If you want to connect with me further, you guys can follow the links 
on the page on the show notes right here. And until next time, I just want to thank you. Thank you for being here. I want to remind you, if you're enjoying the show, please take a minute right now, share this episode with someone, you know, leave a five-star review because this helps to spread the message and get this into more ears who need to hear this. So until next time, here's to rising as a warrior of the heart, enjoying the season that you're in and living an untamed life. This is the life, my loves, where deep love adventure, and courageous leadership are the norm and not the exception. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for being here. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.